All right, another one. Let's get it. Heem, the universe, it's striking again, man. So you know how I'd be doing that uh, Insta story, the bull perceptions, kind of posting what's on my mind and trying to network with other like-minded people no matter what field it's in. Um, I've been really deep in that subconscious stuff we talk about all the time, and I found like a picture with an iceberg, right? And then your conscious uh, awareness, your everyday life, uh, what you think you're in control of, that's like 10%. The rest is uh, subconscious, unconscious. So I found a cool little infograph and uh, I post on the Insta story. And when I do that, I try to find like uh, an author or a content person who created and like shout them out and then, uh, you know, give them value off the bat, not just hit their DMs and be like, hey, can you give me this or come on the podcast? So I did that. And it was this dude, uh, Chris Walton. He's a performance coach uh, guy and looked interesting. And then uh, I started digging more into him. We started talking the DMs and he had a book. And uh, I talked about, uh, well, it's, the, it's called the Gamma Mindset. I'm like, hey, I'm going to get the book and I want to have you on the podcast. So we're going to talk about it. And so I was checking out this book and the cover. It's like create world champion self-belief in five minutes per day and activate your super consciousness and, you know, all that um, stuff out there. And, you know, this new age New age kind of old ancient wisdom. There's a lot of scammers out there and, and kind of fraudsters. So I'm like, okay, let me check out some reviews first, right? You know, do my research and there were some good reviews. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. Because, you know, a lot of the times it's just advertisement. You're trying to sell something, catch someone's attention. But, man, I've been, I got this book on Sunday and I've been reading it like a horse. And it's everything we talk about with science, with studies, with, uh, you know, exercises to do, how to become more aware. And it's, it blows my mind. How, how this book, how I saw that picture, how he's on Instagram, and how we kind of came together. So, man, I'm shout out Chris Walton, the, the Gamma Mindset. I'm going to finish this book, and we're going to have him on. But, Heem, you got your first guest you're bringing on, man, and, and she's, she's some, isn't she? Yeah, man. Uh, that's kind of dating right back to how the universe works, right? It's really weird. I feel like when your mind and your heart is in the right place, uh, the right people will attract to you. Uh, the right opportunities will come to you. And that's just kind of the way this world works, right? Like God works in his own mysterious ways. And you never really know until you know, right? And what I kind of mean by that is like I reached out to Kenzie here uh, one day on Facebook. This was back in like 2017. And the main initial reason why I reached out to her in the first in the first place was two things. One, she's like, we're from the same town. I've heard a lot about her, but I've literally never seen her before in person. And I've never like really understood because I feel like I know a lot of people and I'm just like, why have I never seen you before? You know what I'm saying? And then second, that was like at a point in my life, too, where, you know, I just got done playing ball and I'm going on. I'm going into music. So, you know, I'm doing a little bit of marketing here. And, um, you know, eventually she ends up checking out my music. But it kind of got it kind of got like deeper than that because it went from her just listening to my music so i was like wow this person like she's pretty genuine you know what i mean like we're just like having conversations and whatnot every day and it was funny because it was a weird place in my life where i'm no longer playing collegiate sports and you know she is which is inspiring to me because everyone who plays a college sport if they're serious about it um they're serious about the way that they live their life you know what i mean um it's a commitment you know that too obviously uh, it's a commitment, man. And I was at like a place in my life where I was still eating like a college football player, but I wasn't working out like a college football player. And I'd even argue that I wasn't eating like one either. Like I was just eating like like I was just trying to put on weight. Right. And I was honestly pretty unhappy with myself. And um, 
I ended up kind of getting some advice. I reached out to her. I still have the pictures actually in my phone. I screenshotted them. And I just kind of asked her, I'm like, hey, like, you got any like workouts for me on pretty much, you know, how to lose weight and got like some suggestions for me as far as eating goes. And I remember her saying, I think Kenzie, you said like uh, 30 second sprints, no, 45 second sprints uh, for like 70% and then like 30 seconds off. And then to run the hills, uh, which I turned those into stadium stairs because I didn't have a hill around. And then I think you mentioned 200s. And I still have all those screenshotted in my phone. And instead of just like being like, hey, yeah, thank you, appreciate that, and like not taking action on it, I actually did what we talk about on this podcast. I started taking action. And, you know, at this time at CMU, I was weighing about 230, 228, 230. And I, I wasn't like a healthy 230, though, yo. Like I wasn't looking good, I didn't feel good. And not only did I start doing that, my diet started to change. Like, you know, I never officially went vegan, but me and her had a lot of conversations just about how to eat healthier. And I started incorporating like way more black beans into my diet uh, in replacement for chicken and steak. Right. And um, just started. I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm eating this like green beans, corn, yada, yada. She's like, well, hey, like try to get as many colors in as you can. So what did I start doing? Like peppers became like a big part of my diet, just like mixed peppers. And I was smashing the avocados. And, um, yo, I just started noticing legitimate changes in my body. I cut out eggs. Like, yo, I was like making real changes. And after taking that serious, that started like somewhere around like, I'd say like April, March or April, where I actually started to implement that. By the time August came around, I was down to like 205, yo. And now, right now, and I've, you know, I'm not perfect by any means, but that literally has became like a basis of my life. Uh, ever since then, I literally eat way more vegetables than I do meat. Uh, when I work out specifically in the cardio regimen, like I feel like I know what I'm doing. I have like a better understanding of how to go, right? And now here I am. I'm feeling extremely good. I weigh about 195. I look great. And I have to credit her for some of that. This honestly, who was once upon a time a stranger to me uh, back in 2017, who I didn't meet officially in person until this year at the YMCA in 2019. So it's crazy how far we've come. So uh, this is her, Kenzie Shell, incredible person. And I'm happy to have you on the show. Yes, I'm excited to be on. And I'm so glad that I could impact you in the way that I could and share the information that I know. So. Thanks for bringing me on. I really appreciate it. It's amazing to me, though, how someone that you don't even know each other and just giving that help, you know what I mean? Just paying it forward to someone. I mean, you don't owe he nothing, didn't even know each other. That kind of shows what kind of person we're dealing with, you know what I mean? And and Kenzie, um, so I, she's a Oklahoma track athlete, stud. Um, you want to kind of get into, you know, who you are and, and, and what uh, what makes you you? And can you kind of speak up a little bit too? I know we're uh, we talked about it beforehand, but sometimes it's the the mic gets doesn't pick up right. Yes, yes, I can do that. Yeah, so I just graduated from the University of Oklahoma and finished my eligibility, and that was a great experience for me. There were a lot of highs and a lot of lows, but I learned a lot through it all, and I believe that's the biggest takeaway you can have. And I'm always wanting to share what I know and always willing to learn, even though I'm out of college. And I know there's a lot forward or going forward, and I'm looking forward to that as I take a year off of school at least and pursue professional pole vaulting. So that's a little bit about me. And I mean, there's a lot more, but I'm looking forward to the future, of course. 
All right, so, you know, I want to stem it back a little bit because, like Nick just said right there, you know, you definitely didn't owe me anything at all, right? So it's really just a resemblance of the type of person that you are. And as I mentioned kind of at the beginning, you know, I sent my music to you, and I remember this vividly uh, because when I ask people to check out my music and they give me a response, I really pay attention to what their response is. And you said there was one line that really stuck out to you, and I think it it makes complete sense for who I know you to be so far. And that line was in my song, In Touch, and it was, faith is what you make it no matter what you believe in. Um, how do I say it? Faith is what you make it no matter what you believe in. Never stop believing because you can spring through the seasons, right? And I feel like faith has played a really big role in your life from what I've seen through your social media. Um, you know, if you don't mind sharing a little bit, you know, what your faith is exactly. Um, you kind of gave us a, a little recap before the show even started about what you do every single night, you know, and, you know, what it is that really keeps you going and, you know, what your faith just really is all to you. So um, before going to college, like I had faith, but it wasn't very strong. And I think going through the struggles really helped develop that. So like I did really well my freshman year of college and then um, things kind of changed and went really downhill after my freshman year. And that's the least that I expected. I wasn't making the goals that I set out for myself. And um, that was really struggling because I was still doing everything that I thought I could do, but I didn't really understand what was going on. And so I turned to prayer and I turned to reading and um, all, all that I thought I could do. And even though it was a struggle, I learned so much and became closer to God. And that's what really stuck me through this is just turning towards him. Because in my mind, like, even though I share with people what what's going on, um, only he understands. And so that's nice that he's always there for me and um, challenging me in ways that I don't understand yet. But I know like going through that is going to prepare me to get the goals that I want. And I'll look back and say oh that was nothing like I'm glad I went through that because now I'm ready and um it's been hard going through the struggles because like there have been times where I'm like is it even worth it like like I knew I wanted to graduate college with pole vaulting but I didn't know if I still wanted to do it to do it professionally and that was a struggle for me because that was my dream like ever since I started like I was like I'm gonna go to the Olympics for this and just seeing that kind of melt away was challenging. But um, I know I'm in a position now where, like, I'm back on my feet and I'm more equipped now than I was before. So I know, like, um, I can use what I've learned to inspire people and and show them that you can do a lot more with God than you can alone. So I've learned a lot through that. And, yeah, it's been great. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, you're on your way to become an Olympic pole vaulter. And we, we talk about these struggles and that adversity. Um, can you really dive into, like, how you fight that, how you got through it, how um, you saw your dreams slipping away and, and, and how that affects you? And, and what mindset did you put in your head to, to get past it? Obviously, there's God and all that, but there's probably day-to-day -day things you had to do to, you know, achieve that, uh, that dream to see it, you know, again. Yeah, so one of the things that I did was I, so I don't really like showing off all my awards and medals and all that stuff. So I, I had them in a bin 
kind of put away because I was like, that's in the past. Like, I'm looking for the future and I want to do something greater than that. But to get over this, I brought those out and put them up to show myself that I can still do that and I can still do better than that. And so that was really inspiring for me. And I actually saw a sports psychologist, which a lot of people are like, oh, like that's the last resort. Like you're crazy if you go there. But at OU, they really, they really bring that up and talk about how it's completely normal. And, and it was for me and it helped me a lot. And really going to someone and being able to open up completely and know that they're not going to tell anyone and um, they're just there to help me out. And so they helped me like go through different scenarios in my head. And um, I would always think of different scenarios that weren't really going to happen. And my fears were irrational. And so they brought those all down and um, brought those back to life and really brought back the confidence in me. So they've been a huge help. And just having the supporter around me of my teammates and my family every day has helped too with my mindset um, when I couldn't really do it on my own. So that's been a huge help. Well, so a big thing was that um, you thought you were going to fail and you, you're, you're afraid of something that hadn't happened yet, but those thoughts would manifest itself into reality. So what were some like tips and and tricks that uh, the psychologist performance guy, which they're legit, they ain't no yes. joke. You know what I mean? They get, cause your mind's the whole thing in sports, you know, mentally, like how do they get you over those negative thoughts? Cause everyone has those, those voices in their head that start saying negative stuff, right? How did yeah. you channel them out? How did they help you channel those out? Um, so I would always tell myself, like, I don't know how to do this or like, like I was scared of doing a run through and a run through in pole vault is when you just run all the way through and you don't take the jump up. And so like, I think I was more scared of failing than actually trying. And so they would help me by saying things like, what if you tried like taking three deep breaths in, holding it for seven seconds and letting it out. And when you let it out, it's like all your fears coming out or like when you let it out, you tell yourself a quote or something. So I would try that and that helped a little bit. Um, I would watch a video of me being successful and put myself in that mindset that I was when I was successful and try it. And then I think the thing that helped me the most was just saying like, I don't care if, I don't care if I run through, I don't care if I fail. Um, I don't care like what happens, I'm just gonna try and like each time I would have that mindset and eventually like it was really ugly at first and it still is sometimes but um I was able to get over that and just like letting go of that fear and telling myself even if I fail like like what's the worst that can happen like it doesn't even matter if I fail so that's been huge too yo this is what I'm talking about the universe everything is so weird yo so I work at LA Fitness uh Kenzie and I'm the assistant general manager there. And so one of the things I do every single day is, you know, I close deals. I get people to sign up for gym memberships. I go over hey, there. Hey, go hey, hold on one second. You used to be a sales guy in a week. You got promoted. How freaking nuts I, is that? I got promoted in a month. 30 days, exactly. 30 days. Big dog stuff. But anyways, you go on my bed. Uh, anyways, so last night, you know, I'm pretty much trying to um, 
trying to figure out what the best solution is for this guy, right? And we end up coming to an agreement. Uh, that's really not the point of this. The point is, is that I build rapport with everyone I talk to. You know, I want to, this is more, this is bigger than money. This is about relationships to me, right? So I'm sitting here and I'm talking to this guy and he tells me how, you know, pretty much he doesn't know how long he's going to be here because he has to go back on the boat and he's like a diver. So I'm like, you're a diver, man. I said, listen, brother, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I, I'm not a very good swimmer. And I'm about to ask for some advice right now from you, but I do not want to hear the old cliche. Oh, man, if you just got to relax. You know what I mean? Because like, how? Like, how do I relax, brother? Like, I almost drowned as a child. How do I relax? So don't tell me that. I want something serious from you, right? He said, well, listen, man, I'm scared as shit when I'm in the boat because I dive into the middle of the ocean. Like, I have absolutely no idea what's down there. No one knows what's down there. He said, but what I've learned is that what you really have to do is you just have to let go. He said, and what I mean by that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share something with you. And I didn't know this about the guy at all. He looks the part, but I, I would have never guessed. He said, I played 15 years in the MLB. He said, I was a catcher. He said, and the guy who changed my life in the MLB is Torrey Hunter. Uh, Torrey Hunter played for the Angels and the Twins, uh, Minnesota Twins. Like, Torrey Hunter is like, big deal. He played for the Tigers, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know who Torrey Hunter is. He said, well, this is how Torrey Hunter changed my life in the MLB, man. He said... He said, in baseball, sometimes stuff gets way too personal. Like, you might not like a pitcher, right? You hate the way he looks at you, and all you want to do is hit, hit the ball off him. Like, no way I'm about to let this dude strike me out. Like, it's way too personal here. You're, you're not thinking about the game anymore. You're, it's, it's become personal, and you're probably going to strike out or ground ball or pop out, right? He said, but what Torrey Hunter would do is every time he'd come up to the plate, he would say this to every single catcher. He'd be like, hey, what's going on, John? Man. This ain't going to be easy, but I'm about to give it a good shot. Like, it is what it is. He said every single time Toy Hunter ever came up to the plate, that's exactly what he said. Like, he went up there just smiling. Like, he's not worried about if he's going to strike out or anything like that. He knows it's not easy. If it was easy, everyone would do it. But really what he's doing, he's just letting go. And he's just being like, he's up here for a reason. And he's just going to give it his best shot. Like, he's not worried about striking out. He's not worried about hitting a home run. Like, there's no fear really involved here. He's just letting go. So I think that's really crazy how how that to me kind of intertwines with what you were just saying, you know? Mm -hmm. Ian, that's a great story, man. It's so true. I played baseball and it's when you start thinking too much, you know, what is he going to throw or do this? But when you just go up there and say, fuck it and swing the bat, good things happen. That's life too. And I assume that has a lot to do with that pole vaulting. Like when you're thinking too much, you don't operate, but when you just kind of go with the flow, trust your gut, I bet you take off. I don't know how they do those those pole vault and things, but <laughs> can we uh, talk about what do you think um, hurt you in college? You said you were going through a, a ton of stuff. Was it was it your mind thinking negatively and then it manifested, or was it circumstances and and what kind of go through? Because everyone goes through shit, and um, why do you think it, that happened to you? I think. One of my biggest fears is being a disappointment, and I think that really affected me um, in that way, and just becoming negative and worrying too much about what was going on and how others would view me if I wasn't successful um, was really hard for me. And then, like, going through school and um, just, like, family sicknesses and stuff like that kind of affected me too and it just built and built and comparing myself 
to how I was when I was good at my freshman year. That was a really big struggle. But once I just let go completely and like you said, just like let go and um, just enjoy the moment and being there, even though it kind of sucks at the moment, you just believe that it's going to be better and then it will eventually. And even when it's bad, you can enjoy it. Because you're there for a reason, you know, like you were built for this, not, not just for pole vaulting, like you're much more than a pole vaulter, but for that particular moment, you were built for that. And I'm happy that you mentioned that um, earlier on about being a disappointment, because that was going to be a question for you, actually, on my end. You know, us both being from the same area, you know, I'm very aware that a lot of people, whether it's Port Huron High or Port Huron Northern, a lot of people don't make it division one in the first place in any sport and on top of that a lot of people don't make it to the acc or the sec like you know you see people go to central michigan or you know no obviously i love central michigan i went there but you you see people go to mac schools or like d1aa it's very rare in port huron um to hear somebody go to like a big time you know powerhouse division one school and when you when that happened for you you know i know for sure that it, the city like it is probably like a lot of like pressure because everybody's like kenzie shell you know going to oklahoma coming out of high school if you could take it back to there what was that like adrenaline kind of like that feeling you know you, you've never been the type of person to post a lot on social media about you know all of your accomplishments you know i know that from following you but at the same time you know that was a really really big move in your life and, and huge for the city did you feel like you had a heavy burden kind of um going into college for that i think going into college was more just scary because i didn't know what to expect and didn't know anything but i feel like the support from my community was greater than a burden and I felt like they had my back. Um, but then when it started not to go well after my freshman year, I felt like everyone was looking at me like, what's going on? Like, like what what's happening? Why isn't she doing well? All this kind of stuff. So I had to forget like that, that people just see me as a pole vaulter and that I'm more than that. And that's just a part of my life. But that's been hard because it is a huge identity for me and that's how a lot of people know me and it's what I love to do. So it's hard just to see it as like a small part of me, but still learning that and getting better in that. But yeah, it's been challenging. I love that you said that right there, um, that people kind of see you, you know, uh, obviously not like your friends and family, but just like the overall community in general, you got to remember that they kind of just see you as a pole vaulter, like they don't know you, right? And I'm not saying that their opinion doesn't matter, but I'm going to say that their opinion doesn't matter because in all reality, when you're doing great things, they're all there for you. Like, yo, go Kenzie Shell, right? And then all of a sudden when things start going south, they're like, oh, what's wrong with her? Like, what, what's going on? Like, what happened? Like, yo, where'd all the love go? You know, and I had to tell one of my best friends that here recently um, who's in the NFL and his first game wasn't really too great. Um, his first preseason game. And I just talked to him when he got back. I said, listen, man, I said, you're on here on social media, pretty much uh, reposting what every single person is posting about you back onto your story. I want to make something very clear to you, bro. If you have a terrible rookie year, those same exact people won't be posting about you next year because they're not going to want to look like 
they're not going to want to look like they're supporting someone who sucks. I said, like, these people don't really, like, they're not your friends for real, bro. You know what I mean? But the second you start doing great, brother, believe me, they'll be posting you all the time. So kind of block them out and just focus on you. And you got, like, you know, you got to have a strong support system. You obviously know that. So, and you, you know, you mentioned at the very beginning, you know, you had your ups and downs. We all, we all live a roller coaster every now and then, right? Like, no matter what field it is that we're in, like, it's never going to be all highs. Um, so I think it's really important that with all these ups and downs, you have to have balance. What are some of the things outside of pole vaulting that kind of help keep your life balanced? Um, so I would say just talking to my family a lot has helped. I'm really close with my sisters, so we talk like every day. And um, that's kind of a getaway for me is just talking to them, even though I'm away and um, having fun. And also I'm into art and I like how with that, I don't really have to think about anything serious, like how to do a certain thing. I just do it and I just think about like life and that's nice. And then another thing I'm into is cooking. And that's kind of like art too, where it's just like a distraction from everything that's going on and um, just like creating something out of nothing, I guess. But um, those are a few things. I'm also, I've gotten into reading, but it's still not something that I really enjoy, but I know it's good um, and can benefit me a lot. So I've been starting to do that and that's been good too. No, you guys brought up some uh, great points about uh, being athletes. A lot of the time, like we're growing up, that's what we're identified as. And now there's that whole movement with LeBron, you know, more than an athlete and I think it's very important for all athletes to, you know, have those blinders and, and, and be grounded and know what you're doing. And the, when the moments are great, yeah, celebrate them, but don't let them define you. Know what I mean? Because then you're going to get caught up in how everyone else views you instead of how you view yourself. And that's a big thing for athletes where they go on roller coasters. So there's always highs and lows. But, yeah, I kind of want to transition this to a little bit into, like, your life and the person you are because – um, you seem like you got a lot of things together, you know, person of faith and, but the thing that I don't even know you that well at all, we just met, but what you did for him, you know, someone that you did, you never met, you didn't even know, I mean, you were at Oklahoma, he was back in the port or, you know, central Michigan. And for you to take the time out of uh, your day to like review someone's music or do that and give them words of encouragement, that says a lot about who you are. Now, I'd like to ask you why did you do that? Like, what was the reason behind wanting to give help to someone that at the moment you didn't think would give you anything back? Yeah, well, um, he reached out to me and it's just in me to respond back to people. And most people, like they, a lot of people ask advice, but they don't really do anything about it. And so that's kind of challenging to continue to give advice, but I know like maybe they'll use it eventually and maybe not, but it's what I know um, to give to people. So I think it's more on like me. It's kind of um, to give something out. Like I, it's it's bad for me to withhold information. And I don't think that's why I learned it in the first place. And uh, Raheem reached out to me and giving him that information, he just actually did something with that. So that kind of inspired me to keep going. And um, he asked more questions about like nutrition and specific workouts. And he actually did that. And um, that was really uplifting for me just to see that people actually uh, listen and take my advice kind of thing. But yeah, 
That is crazy. Um, there's a saying in that coaching world. I honestly think it was Jason Brown on Last Chance U who better get on the podcast. We've been trying to talk to him, but he said, just save one. I mean, you're in the junior college thing. You got a bunch of shitheads, and a lot of them, it's, you can't save them all. But you can give that advice out, and if it clicks with one person, it means the most to you. Like you said, you it gives you that inspiration, that feel-good thing if, if one person takes it and, and does it. Most people don't, but there's something about serving and giving to others that it makes you fulfilled somehow. Like you, you made a difference. You have meaning in your life. Does that kind of resonate with you guys? Yeah, that's kind of like how it is for me. Um, like it's not, I'm not out there to make myself feel good. It's just to make others, but in the process, like it does benefit both sides. I see. So I definitely see that. Yeah, man. Um, wow. Serving others. It's really an incredible feeling. You know what I mean? I had, um, I had a guy come up to me once in the gym. It's really weird. So I was I was definitely judging a book by its cover, like originally, right? And um, I'm sitting here, and I like this dude keeps looking at me, and he's like a straight meathead. This is just my last semester in college, straight meathead. I'm like, why does this guy keep staring at me? Like, and I don't work out with headphones, so like I'm very alert to the fact that you're staring at me, right? I'm you're saying, a paranoid dude too. You're a very paranoid dude about everything. So <laughs> right now, just staring him down, like, what is he looking at? <laughs> so I was just like, why does the guy keep looking at me? And then I finish up my workout probably about like 20 minutes later and I'm standing at my locker and I just get a tap on my shoulder. And it's this guy. <laughs> it's this guy. He's like, hey man, this you? And he like pulls up the phone and it's my song, 23. And I was just like, yeah, actually that's me, man. He's like, bro, I work out to this every single day, bro. Keep going. I was like, thanks, man. Like, bro, it was honestly like the best compliment I've ever gotten in my life. You know what I mean? Because I know for sure, specifically like that song, it's a deeper song. It has a lot of substance to it. You know what I mean? Like um, uh, it's my favorite song that I've ever done because it's extremely personal. And um, it's something that I really stand for in life. And, it, you know, just about, you know, kind of about sobriety and being better and, you know, not marginalizing yourself, et cetera. So to know that that's a song that you listen to every single day, like you're not just like, you're connecting with that. And I don't, I don't have to sit here and get deep with you right now, but I know that song is like way deeper than you just working out to it because you like the beat. Like you, you feel what I'm saying in there. Like you might have a problem with sobriety somewhere in your life. You know what I mean? Um, so just that, like in my, I feel like my purpose in making music is like in a sense to serve others. You know, I feel like I'd be, um, it, it, I can't ever sell out. I can't make a song just for the radio that's just because it's going to sound good and you could play it at a party because then it wouldn't be fulfilling. And life is all about fulfillment, filling others, you know, and um, I just want to serve other people. And I guess what I'm getting to with this is that I, I can't really serve someone else if I'm not serving myself, though, right? So when you're sitting here and you're giving me that advice about nutrition and working out, like I can take you serious because you live that lifestyle. Right. And then that inspires me to live that lifestyle, to put that same effect on other people. But, you know, I can't I can't give someone else advice when I don't follow it myself. You know, it's like you can't help someone else if you're not helping yourself. And like, you know, today, actually, September 4th marks exactly four days of sobriety for me. I'm uh, not four days, four months of sobriety for me um, of everything, you know, and I have people come to me at the gym and they're like, Hey, uh, you know, honestly, man, I'm just trying to quit smoking. Like, so I come in here to like de-stress. I'm like, brother, like I can help you with that. 
You know what I mean? And the reason why I can help you with that is because I've helped myself with that, you know? And um, so I know what you mean about that feeling of fulfillment, just serving others. Hey, listeners, we're probably going to get five plugs for Heem's music every episode, but it, it's heartfelt and it, and it goes with the stories, man. But no, Heem, that, that's so true. And I want to give uh, Kenzie a question here, just kind of some random questions we want to start doing with these interviews and, and see um, what you can uh, give with them. Um, Who's the most successful person you know in your life, and why do you think um, they reach that level of success? I think the most successful person that I know in my life would be my grandfather. He's been a huge role model for me um, throughout growing up, and we kind of have the same mindset of just never giving up. And he is really big into trap shooting, and he went or he was going to go to the Olympic trials for that. And they asked him, but he wasn't on the level to like actually win something for it, even though he wanted to go. And so like his work wouldn't let him go through um, and like get paid to go. So he couldn't do that to his family. So he had to stay back. And um, just that family aspect is huge for him. And I see, I see that. And so that's something that I make big in my life. And um, he's been, fighting cancer too and even though like things aren't that great for him um he always has a positive outlook and after like the chemo and everything even when he's so sick he just looks at it as like oh it's not that bad like even when he's hurting he's like oh I'm fine like um everything went well and so that's just the positive outlook that I've been trying to put into my life too that, that's crazy, too, because you ha- you dealt with the negative thoughts and the pole vaulting. And then to see that, like an example of someone going through something obviously way worse than failing at pole jumping, to, to keep that positive. Because they say belief is your biology. I read it in that, that book I talked about at the beginning. But how important it is that your thoughts, they, they create that reality. And, and, and you see it firsthand in pole vaulting. All right, that's that's really deep. I I got a I got a I got a very serious question for you, Kenzie. Yes. If you could be any Disney character, who would you be and why? A uh, Disney character. Let me think. It's been a while since I've seen Disney movies, but um, I think I I think I'd choose like Ariel or something, so I could like swim underwater and breathe and stuff. Like I'm so into that. <laughs> That'd be awesome, and just explore the ocean. What's your zodiac sign? Capricorn. Is that a water sign? I have no idea. I haven't looked into that stuff oh. very much. That's why maybe you like the water, you know, all the astrology. Maybe. But maybe. hey, here's one biggest risk that you regret not taking like something you wish you would have said something you wish you would have done that you look back and be like damn um well i think there are some things that i regret but um like i've learned the positive outlook on it and i think the biggest thing that i've had to learn that like it isn't a regret and i've learned so much through it was not like i had the opportunity to transfer after my freshman year of college and um I look back at that and I'm like oh I wouldn't have had to go through all these trials I would be in a good position to go professional with pole vaulting if I would have transferred and so just seeing that and 
um, seeing what how things could have been differently. I had to remind myself that isn't guaranteed either. And even though like the trial sucked and I may not have had to go through them as long, I've learned so much through it and it's made me part of who I am today. So I can't really regret that. Yeah, I, I think that's that's crazy, right? Because if you would have if you would have transferred, like we probably wouldn't be having this conversation right now. There'd be so much different to you. And I really believe in that these days Um, that there's no such thing truly as anything bad happening. Like things just happen and their lessons learned. Right. And they they all happen for a reason. And then you kind of take it with you. You know, I think it was better that I don't want to use the word failed, but I think it's better that you were you had that down moment in your pole vaulting career your sophomore year compared to your senior year, right? Because it would have been maybe a little bit harder to bounce back like, oh, shoot, now what? Like, I'm, I don't really get like another shot at this. So, you know, it happened at the right time for a reason. So I want to ask you this. Has there ever been, um, well, I'm sure there has been. So when was there a moment in your life that kind of not only changed your perception on yourself, but others around you and all the opportunities that you know this world has to offer um i think so going through with professional pole vaulting i've been having to look for other coaches just because oklahoma hasn't really worked out for me and having some doors shut um a lot of people would turn away and be like well that's it like i'm done um, there's not really much out there for me and it's just super discouraging and I have developed the mindset through all these downsides that um, I think the doors shutting I'm more grateful for because that limits my um, my choices and even though that's kind of bad like it makes it easier to make a decision and it makes me believe that that's where I'm supposed to be so I think um, going through that and just keeping a positive outlook and seeing the best side of it rather than being discouraged that all these doors are shutting um, has been something that has affected me as well as people around me. Well, that door shut thing is great because there's some studies on that about if you have so many options, then you're, you don't know what to choose and you always regret, oh, what if I would have took that option or what if I would have done that? But if you have like two and you pick one and say, this is it, I'm going full head into it. And for anything to be successful, you got to go into it. You can't just be one foot in, one foot out. And I like that a lot. That that the whole door closing and and taking opportunity and run with it. That's that's fantastic. But hey, can you, um, Kenzie, explain this uh, professional pole vaulting thing? I mean, it, there's Olympics to it. Obviously, it's a big sport. But what's the whole professional world? And I mean, is there money involved? Uh, sponsors, all that kind of stuff. So there's not a lot of money in it just because it's not like a huge sport like football or basketball, for example. And it's not like you get drafted or anything. So it's like I'm on my own and I find someone to work with. And once I get to a position where I'm good enough, I'll sponsor people. And I think that's where most of the money comes from. And then you get invited to these different meets once you get to a different or to another level. And if you win those, you win money. So like there was a meet in Europe, it's called the Diamond League. And if you win that, um, the finals, you get $50,000, which sounds like a lot, but it's like when you compare it to other sports, it's really not that much. So really, if you're in the track and field world, you just do it because you love it and you can't expect much out of it. 
So what is your kind of future hold then? I mean, do you want to pole vault and then coach or like, uh, what do you want to do with this? Or do you have some, did you get a college degree too? Or Well, my degree is in nutrition. So ideally with that, I'm going to go back to school and become a sports dietitian, but I'm putting that on hold to pole vault. But in regards to coaching pole vault, I think like, I'm not super interested in it right now, but I believe that I have a, some talent in it. So I think that I might use that at like the high school level or something once I'm done with my career. Or who knows, maybe you'll just have like a television show one day called like Kenzie Shells and it'll be like a bunch of like shellfish, shellfish or something like that that you're cooking up. Uh, I think you can get kind of creative there. Maybe you can create like um, cookie shells or like brownie shells or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of things you could do there. You know, it doesn't all have to be around pole vaulting. And, you know, I think it's just, um, I think it's really incredible though that what you're pursuing right now, it doesn't really have to do with the money. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, like you like it's $50,000. That That is a lot of money. Um, it's not a lot compared to the NFL or the NBA. But, you know, you can't let money be your main motivator. You really can't. Because the second it starts becoming all about the money, like good things don't happen. You know what I'm saying? Or the second it starts becoming all about the clout, good things don't happen. You're, you're worried about the wrong things. Like you're in a field that you genuinely love. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to be doing what you're doing right now. You probably could be making a lot more money just following through with your degree. And, you know, you said you're going to wait two years to go back to school. Like if you really wanted just to start making money, you could go back to school right now and become that sports dietitian. Right. So um, I just I really like what you're doing. Yeah. And don't discount all the experiences she learns, um, the, the situations you deal with, the people you meet. I mean, these people are in shape, you know, they're nutritious, all that. I mean, there's some healthy people. So all the connections you can make, and that's awesome. And I, I hope, uh, I'm in Europe right now, I'm in Copenhagen. So tell me where that diamond thing is, and we'll come out and do a Bull Perceptions meetup thing. But uh, <laughs> hey, Kenzie, as we wrap up this uh, this interview, it's been great, and you, you brought a lot to us. Um, what about um, a favorite quote from you that you kind of live by or you think is really powerful, and then... Uh, a book or a couple that have like changed your life? Um, so I think one of my favorite quotes is actually a verse and it's about just trusting in God and letting go and um, not fearing and only to be still and let him take control. And that kind of just stems from like overthinking and um, trying to control everything and, and not working out. So if you just let go and give it to him, it's going to be a lot easier. And then a book that I really like is, hmm, let me think. It's, when, I know what it's called, but I can't think of it right now. Um, so there, so there's actually this book that a lot of people know about. And at first I was like, I don't know if I like this book because it's going to have a lot of swear words in it and I'm not a huge swearer and it's called the subtle art and I'm okay, sure you can finish the, the rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's I, funny. Yeah. My roommate gave it to me to read and I was like, well, I'll read it just because she recommended it. And I actually really liked it and really learned a lot from it. And just like how, like I thought it was all about like not caring about anything, but it's just choosing to care about the right things 
And so that really helped me. And I think everyone should read it. One of those books, yeah, I uh, I absolutely love that. I have a book like that that I read this year that I think you would actually really enjoy. And it's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And you know, the book, honestly, it's about a lot of things and I could go through the seven habits, but the main purpose of the book is about living life by principles and not personality traits, right? Um, it's In other words, it's all about character. And if you live your life by a certain set of principles like nobody's perfect but if that's what you try your best to live your life by like you will become successful you'll be successful as a spouse as a sibling you know in your professional field and another thing that the book is kind of all about is balance you know um never getting too centered in anything like a lot of people talk about be um uh, he's he or she that they're so self-centered but nobody ever says like he's too money centered or he's too work centered. Like you're letting what you do for a living make an, a, a negative impact on how you treat others around you back at home. That has absolutely nothing to do with your job, right? Or you're letting you're letting what goes on at home affect how you work, or you know whatever it may be. So I think it's uh, an incredible book. Just one of those books where it really like kind of like puts you in line with what really matters in life. You know what I mean? And you know, uh, and a great a great thing that he says in the book, too, is just about, you know, preparation. Right. And he said, you know, successful people are proactive people, you know, average people are reactive. So, you know, stop stop reacting and start preparing, you know, as you've always done, as you said, like night before your meet, you're going through it in your mind, mental rehearsals. That is that's being proactive. That's preparation. Uh, and with everything, you know, and going into every situation. Uh, with full faith that everything is going to work out how God wants it to. So it's great. Yeah, I've got a big message from you, Kenzie, is the the let go or, or let it go to God. And a lot of people, when they, when they hear that, they if they're not religious, they're like, oh, this is mumbo jumbo. But it's the same thing if you're letting go to the universe or going with the flow, being in the present. You know what I mean? You don't have to be this, you know, a religious person to understand what the message is. You know, letting go of that fear of failure, failure. Um, just uh, being present, it's, it's key. And I, I, I really got that from you, and it sounds like you're, you're very successful, and I can't wait to, to, to keep up with the pole vaulting and um, have to watch one of those meets. But uh, do you have some final words, Kenzie? Um, we really appreciate you've been on so far, and you got a great story and, and a lot of lessons. Yeah, I, I really appreciate being on. It's been fun. I love sharing my story lot to it so I appreciate that and um, I think the biggest thing is just not to let your fears hold you back and from your calling and just go out there put yourself up out there even if it's a risk it's a risk worth willing to take yeah I think that's it <laughs> my mic was muted <laughs> uh, I'm just so happy that you came on to the show today um, and I was just able to learn more about you and you're continuing to inspire people. You know, you just inspired me. I know you inspired Nick and everyone that listens to this, you're going to inspire them in some shape, way or form. You know, you have an incredible story. You have a lot to be proud of and you also have a lot to come your way. You know, like this is still really just the beginning. Life is just getting started. Everything that you went through, it's it was part of the preparation for what you're about to go through, which is about to be an incredible story. Already has been a great story, but it's, you know, it's really only like 
chapter five out of like chapter 25. You know what I mean? So uh, the book's going to keep going on and I'm looking forward to just continuing keeping up with you and, you know, checking in here and there. And, you know, I'm just extremely proud of you and grateful for you as well. Hey, Kenzie, which would be really cool. Um, we're trying to like build a community with this bull perceptions thing. And if you could kind of write up some nutrition advice, maybe what you gave him and we can post it on the, the socials or put it in something. And, and hopefully if some people want to reach out to you, maybe, uh, start a dialogue and 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 you said you like giving and that'd be really neat if you could kind of help us out with that because obviously you got your your shit down so yeah i can definitely do that help out any way i can so just let me know how i'm there appreciate it thank you so much for coming on kenzie yes of course thanks for having me yes ma'am <laughs>